Now time for Chillin' with Quillin on ESPN Central Texas. It's Chillin' with Quillin. Curtis Quillin standing by. And uh, he's a man. He loves a good studio. Tonight, Curtis, if I were you, I would just kind of have a warm cup of coffee, probably one that I owe you, and uh, and just stay indoors. You've got great people who work for you there at uh, there at the uh, Channel 6 and and uh, Matt Lively, I'm hoping he holds up in the elements. I don't know if we've seen him in this kind of rain and cold. Uh, a guy that's used to the, uh, the 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 warm climbs of of Arizona. Uh, how are you going to play this one tonight? Honestly, I was actually in our weather center asking our meteorologist Jordan Frazier about what we were looking at tonight, and mm-hmm. it's looking like we'll be mostly clear or winding down at kickoff at all of the stadiums we'll be at tonight. So uh, <laughs> thankful for that, but we needed this rain. I just wish it would have come, you know, Wednesday, not last night tonight. Um, so, But we've got a game plan if it rains. Uh, you know, Matt Lively will be at our game of the week in Robinson, so he'll be – He'll have a chance to be covered, I believe, um, if it does rain a little bit there uh, at Rocket Field. And then uh, Nicole Sheeran, uh, maybe maybe when she's in West, can get under under some cover. But she'll be starting out with the uh, the top-ranked team in six-man football tonight. And so I don't think they're going to have much uh, much cover there in Penelope, <laughs> USA. So, uh, we, But we got it figured out. Uh, we got it figured out for tonight. Penelope is very famous, that whole six-man. You know, we got that private school that's won a state title in six-man, and his dad, the coach's dad, was such a huge six-man person. It would have been – but Penelope, for some reason, that really stands out in my mind, uh, is is one of the great – one of the great, uh, you know, six-man programs out there. Has Nicole covered a six-man game yet, or is this her first foray into that world? Uh, this is her first foray into that world. And so we're going to uh, – she comes from a high school in California that played eight-man football, so she knows oh, okay. uh, short-sided football. And so uh, – but six-man's a different animal because, you know, eight-man, you can still get a first down on 10 yards. There, that's not a thing in six-man. you got to get 15 – uh, and we'll actually have a presence at two six-man games tonight. It's a huge, huge night for the six-man ranks in our area. And, you know, two top five teams in action uh, in our area, one with a chance to win a district title, uh, and they have not allowed a point in over a month, and the other one playing a top five district foe, and this is incredibly important for playoff seeding. And so a uh, huge night on the six-man front locally, and uh, fortunate for uh, the flexibility that we have here that we can go get both of those games. I like that. You get you send them out, you get all that footage, and then, of course, that show right after the games, people always tune in and love y'all's uh, scoreboard show uh, in the evening and that Friday night lights, I believe we like to call mm-hmm. that. Uh, now, uh, Curtis, this Mart at Dawson game has my attention. There are only, according to my research, you know I love doing some research, just two matchups. Um, of unbeatens in Texas high school football week 10. All right, and uh, and Mart at Dawson's one of them. Can you name the other one, by the way? Ooh, I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, was it North Shore at Tascacita last night? No, Byron Nelson at South Lake Carroll. Would not have gotten that if you gave me 100 guesses. 
Sounds like Carroll's I'm not a pretty to Byron Nelson being unbeaten this time of year. Yeah, only in golf. Okay, um, okay, sorry. It's, that's a very dated reference. Um, give me the, the Mart at Dawson. Um, eight, I mean, this is really something. Uh, and you got eight and oh, eight and oh. Break this one down for me. Uh, this is for the district title, but Mart's been in that kind of this is three straight weeks now where the district title is being decided with Mart against a team that's either unbeaten or unbeaten in district play at this point. And uh, the Panthers have fared pretty well in those so far. Um, This is an emotional night potentially for Kevin Hoffman. Uh, 99 wins as a head coach tonight could be number 100 um, in just year eight as a head coach. And so this is, uh, I don't, you know, when I look at 2A Division Two, there's only two teams that have even challenged Mart since they moved down to Division Two, uh, and that's Fall City last year and Windhorse the year before that. And so uh, I, I think it's a real tall task for Dawson. Um, and I think as long as as long as you're Mart, if you've got more points on the scoreboard after 48 minutes of football, you just you, you tip your hat, you get on the bus, you go back home. Um, Mark, you know, John Calipari, when he was at when, when he was in Memphis, he used to talk about we get everybody's best shot every single night. That's kind of what Kevin Hoffman's up against when he's at Mark um, is, you know, in, in the 2008 to 10 era Conference USA, everybody got got out of bed for and, and got up for uh, for Memphis coming in. You look at what A&M's doing in football right now, and they're kind of middle of the pack SEC team who played an out-of-their-mind game at Alabama and then kind of uh, farted on their leg <laughs> against uh, against South Carolina last week. And so it's kind of it, – it, it doesn't take a lot to get up for Mart if you're anybody else in that district. And so, yeah, it's an interesting game when you look at the resumes, but not all undefeateds are created equal, and that's where I'm at on it. All right, save those crass comments for Channel 6, not on the Matt Mosley show. <laughs> this is not, oh, my gosh. Uh, Aaron, are we? did you dump that? Are we allowed to say something like that? We got Curtis Quillen, the sports director at Channel 6 on the Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. How fun is it to be celebrating the uh, University Trojans? I mean, that's oh a really gosh. cool story. And, and, I mean, my gosh, they just – they. Just blew the – who was that group? Pflugerville somebody? Conley? Pflugerville, Pflugerville Conley. Yeah. Yeah, just blew them out of the water last night. And now that sets up a really interesting matchup next week. But I, I would imagine, knowing you and your histor- historical perspective, uh, you've had some fun on Channel 6 looking back and thinking about all you know how long it's been for university and the great thing is now that they're finally here boy they they act like they want to stick around a little bit yeah no this is this is what the district had in mind when it brought Kent Laster in for uh back to Texas from Little Rock Central where he had so much success with the Tigers this is university has always had the athletes it's always had the facilities but it's it never been able to figure it out on the field. And the fact that the Trojans, a year removed from being 0-10, Matt, I mean, in 2019 they went 4-6. and six. That's the best season University has had since I've been working here at Channel 6. And that was in uh, 
their final season before uh no it was it was their second to last season with with Rodney as uh, Rodney Smith is their head coach I believe and so they have been just this amazing story and one and three through non-district play but that Chaparral game they turned it on man that was uh that was just unbelievable and you you can't help but root for these guys because um this is a this is the best story in Central Texas football this season is the university going from 0 and 10 last year to the cusp of a district championship in 2022 same division different district uh not much has really changed for them i mean it's it's awesome what they're doing there in South Waco um and yeah you know some things you just can't don't screw up what's right there in front of you. Right. And so we're, we're not overthinking it. We know that there is a very realistic chance that our game of the week next week is at Waco ISD stadium. Um, And it's just a matter get through, you know, get through the week in front of us first and then figure it out after the show. But I mean, what university is doing has to be one of the best stories in Texas high school football this season, because how many different teams can go from 0 and 10 to the verge of a district championship in, in one season. I mean, that does, that's not a thing that happens in high school football uh, very often at all. And so what they're doing there is so much fun and so easy to root for. Well, and I was just looking, by the way, I, I'm with you, and Kent Laster has ties to the fabled Lake Highlands program uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and uh, pretty incredible. In fact, I was looking that up, and, and he's quoted in there talking about what he's been able to accomplish there at uh, university. So really cool and excited for him. Also excited about this uh, this game in Lubbock tomorrow night. Uh, as you pointed out on Twitter, you were not born the last time the, uh, the Bears got a, uh, uh, a win out there. I was in high school, uh, which makes me a tad bit older than you, but it's been a long, long time. Now, part of that is because they just didn't go out there for several years uh, for like right. a decade or more uh, playing those games up in the Metroplex. But this is back on the campuses. I think that's a great thing. It's a night game in Lubbock, which is always a treat and always pretty interesting. I mean, I, I think Lubbock and Stillwater are both kind of similar environments. I, I would say it's tougher in Stillwater. I'll give you that, being the alum that you are. But Tech, I mean, they're right down on top of you, and they're not afraid to throw a few things at you. And and that's a, that is a, a – boy, you play a night game there, it's a different animal completely than a day game do you do you have any handle on this game I mean does this feel like a real even matchup to you uh as we get ready for this one tomorrow night yes and I think a lot of the reason that it feels a lot more even than most years would be that Baylor has struggled this season on the road yes it has that road win at Iowa State this year but everybody in the Big 12 has beat Iowa State so far Mm -hmm. um you know it struggled at West Virginia it struggled at BYU uh, it struggled at home against Oklahoma State. Uh, and this is a team, this is a Texas Tech team that plays an offense unlike what they've seen to this point this season, except for maybe West Virginia. And we know how that went. Baylor has had uh, some some tackling woes defensively, especially on the road. And so, uh, you know, you go on the road in this type of environment. Uh, we heard the noisemakers 
piping crowd noise into practice this week when we showed up uh, for media availability Tuesday night with the Baylor football players. And so we know that they've been taking into account the, the raucous atmosphere they're preparing for there in the South Plains. But um, you've got to do the simple things well. And Tech is unbeaten at home this year. And Matt, do you know what they are outscoring opponents by at home? Even with, This is FBS opponents only. Mm-hmm. Tech is outscoring mm-hmm. their, their FBS opponents in Lubbock by about 15 points per game this season. Mm. That is almost entirely skewed, though, by last week when they did really bad things to West Virginia there at Jones AT&T Stadium. Um, and so, you know, if this is a tight – they're finding ways to win. You know, Houston was thought to be the best team in the American coming into the season, and they beat them by three points in Lubbock in overtime or double overtime. Um, and obviously Houston is not what we thought it would be, but it still yeah. does have a shot at the, Amer- the AAC title game. Like, that's just a fact. Um, and then the other part of it is, they, you know, they beat Texas. Texas had a lead. They came from behind, beat them. They took Oklahoma State to the wire. Uh, they lost by di- single digits at Kansas State. This isn't a bad Texas Tech team. Uh, and they're on a different level when they're at home. And I, I, my questions have to do with the Baylor defense because I think I saw what I've needed to see from the offense the past two games uh, for Baylor. I think it's made yeah. more, much more drastic strides and improvement, especially in the past game against West Virginia and Kansas. And so can the defense tackle and can they avoid a disaster of a third quarter like what they had uh, against Kansas last week? And so um, – I just I have too many questions. That's why when you see my pick on Twitter, I went with Tech at home uh, in a night game. I mean, night games in Lubbock, the whole mm-hmm. conference hates playing those because as fun as it is to be a part of, it's it, it, as hard as it is to get a win in Lubbock to begin with because of the type of atmosphere those fans create. You add in a night game, and it it's tenfold. Yeah, I saw that pick, and I was troubled by it, but uh, we went ahead and, and did chilling with Quillen anyway. But, uh, <laughs> by the way, do you like, uh, what do you think between Raider Red and Pistol Pete? Now, Pistol Pete has kind of a, um, it's it's more human than the more whimsical, comical Raider Red. Is that what we call him? It kind of looks like uh, the the Bugs Bunny character. What, what was the Sam? What was it, Whatever that character was. Uh, but I think it's called Sam. Yosemite Sam, kind of a Yosemite Sam-looking character. I would say the Tech one is more whimsical. The Oklahoma State, the Pistol Pete, is you know he's got a he's got a look to him that that he means business. Um, who do you think would win in a Pistol Pete uh, matchup with Raider Red? I'm go. I have to go with Pete, right? I think that's on the back of my degree. Uh, and so I'm going with Pistol Pete on that one. Okay. But the similarities between the two schools go beyond that. Uh, I can't. I think it was Oklahoma State had the human mascot first. Uh, Tech had the horse mat, the horse part of their mascot first. Uh, they have the masked rider, and then the other one adopted the other one after. And so uh, Pistol Pete, I believe, was around before Raider Red, and then uh, the masked rider was definitely a thing before Bullet there in Stillwater. And so. Uh, but that's not even where oh. the similarities between between OSU and Texas <sighs> Tech stop. Lubbock and Stillwater, both very remote college towns. Uh, it's 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 kind of weird how similar these two schools are. Similar enrollments. It's very strange.
Very See, strange, I, Matt. I, when I was a kid, uh, they would take, they would bring the mass rider, or they would bring that horse. It was called, uh, no, I, it had midnight or something. It had an interesting name. But they would bring that and leave it in some neighborhood in Waco, over by the Nash family, over there near that castle you've seen <laughs> off Austin. And I, as a kid, yeah. I could go over and take a peek and visit with the horse. The tech people will know, 254-662-1660. What's that horse's name? It's like Midnight Rider or something. I think we just always call it the same thing. Uh, but right. I, Bullet, I'm not real familiar with Bullet. What is Bullet? What is it, does Oklahoma State have a horse that is? they try okay. to keep the same color all the time, or will it change colors from, uh, you know, from horse to horse? I've never seen it anything but black. Two black and horses. Kind of okay. Yeah. It's it's eerie how you talked about the stadiums and the atmospheres being similar. It's really kind of creepy how similar the two schools are. Uh, it, it, the more you look into it, the more you go, this is quite strange. <laughs> the, the biggest difference is Lubbock is an actual city versus Stillwater being just like this remote town in the middle of nowhere in Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, y'all have those uh, paddles that drive me insane and drive the opposing players uh, insane that you're beating, a, 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 you know, on the walls over there. And they have something at Tech called the Saddle Tramps, and those are some little bells that they ring. I don't know if you'd call them cowbells yep. or not. Maybe they are cowbells. When I think of cowboys, I think cowbells, I think of Mississippi State. But Tech does have some kind of saddle tramp, and they wear tight uh, – Wrangler, black jeans, and and red yeah, shirts, or something like that. Yeah, the victory bell there in the end zone. It's uh, it's kind of one of their staples, and if you okay. listen to the words of their fight song, they mention it in there too. Let the victory bells ring, or something along those lines. I'm not a tech grad, so the exact wording is foreign to me, but they they reference it in there for sure. And so, either way, fun atmosphere if you're a fan. But oh, that's going to be that is this is the toughest road test since BYU for Baylor this season. All right, uh, Curtis, good addition. Always look forward to this. And uh, go out tonight. Even it's a little chilly. Tell the young uh, Lively to find uh, some chili or something like that. Keep him warm. But he loves to layer. This time of year is one of his favorites because this get, gets into his wardrobe, and he loves to spend that all that money you pay him on on uh, jackets. <laughs> yeah, loves the little the winter. Man headlines we get with him tonight. Oh, man, he, and he'll love, like, those wool jackets. He's got a wool jacket that he loves to get out, and uh, he and Nikki, uh-huh. uh, they, they look forward to the cold weather. All right, Curtis, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate you. There he goes, Curtis Quillen, friend of the show, and uh, always great to have him on. All right, another friend of the show.